Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. sessions that I've ever taught and it's called chasing joy and I don't know if you've ever felt yourself like you're chasing joy but hopefully if you do this is going to help you today well what great songs what great music as we just kind of have a heart of worship uh, I, I don't know about you but um, man I just love to praise the Lord I really do I just love magnifying the name of Jesus and exalting the name of Jesus and uh, I don't know what you came in here with now, I didn't say who you came in here with. I said what you came in here with, okay? Um, because you probably know who you came in here with, okay? But probably most people, the person you might have come in here with may not know what you came in here with. Because a lot of us, you know, it's Friday, right? And some of you are local girls, and you buzzed off of work, and you sprinted across town, and you got caught in the wreck on 153, and you decided to cut across, and you went across the other way, and you got caught in the wreck on 24, and, um, and you're like, you know what, I just give up. And those of you that were for not, you're not from here, you're like, seriously, is this Atlanta, or is this Chattanooga, where are we at? And uh, it's just traffic, traffic, traffic. Uh, many of you, uh, you brought burdens with you. You brought uh, your anxieties with you. Um, some of you, you're still trying to just be here, you know, because your mind is still going, okay, I hope the kids don't burn the house down. And, and I hope he feeds them something besides macaroni and cheese and cereal all weekend while I'm gone. And, and, you know, I hope they remember to let the dog out and, you know, whatever it is. And so sometimes, you know, it just takes that turning our eyes and hearts towards Jesus to get here. And just to lay our burdens down for those moments and for that time. So, man, I'm so glad that Kevin Praise Team helped us do that. I want to ask you a question, and I want you to have a little fun with me. What makes you happy? Now, what you think about it for a minute? Now, don't say Jesus, okay? Because I get it. We're at a girls' conference, and we're in church, okay? So you just kind of feel obligated. Well, I got to say Jesus, okay? Okay, so I'm just taking that one off the table, okay? All right? You can't say Jesus now because we all believe. Can we just all just make an assumption that Jesus makes all y'all happy? Okay, there we go. Okay, so now Jesus is off the table for right this moment. We're going to put him right back on in just a second. Okay, but what I want to know is what makes you happy? What are the things in life that really make you happy? Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the girl beside you, the girl right in front of you, behind you, and I just want her to, I want you to just tell her one thing that makes you happy. Go ahead, do it. Just tell her what makes you happy. What is it? I said one thing, not eight. Now, I want you to watch what happened in this room. I said, what makes y'all happy? And y'all can't even, some of y'all are laughing your heads off just telling people what makes you happy. Okay? Now, I want to tell you what makes, if you know me a little bit, you're going to know a few of these fine details. But there are a few things in life that make me happy, and there might be one that might surprise you. Here's one thing that makes me so happy, 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 
It's pizza. <laughs> now, it's not that pizza. I'm just going to tell you it's not that pizza because that pizza's got stuff on it I don't want. <laughs> but I love pizza. And I'm just telling you, if I've had a bad day, a hard day, a long day, and if you call me and say, you want to go get some supper tonight? Yes. Where do you want to go? You don't even need to ask that question. Pizza. But I am a pizza connoisseur. I don't want junky pizza. Now, I, I realize you all have your own things, but I don't want Little Caesars. Don't bring me Papa John's. Don't hand me Pizza Hut. And don't give me anything in the refrigerator. Okay? I want, I want good pizza. Okay? So I'm a little snobby on my pizza. All right? But I, <laughs> I even found pizza in Zambia. You know what I'm saying? All right. I've, I mean... They're like, hey, Reba, do you like pizza? I'm like, where? Where is pizza? There's pizza in Nolazamia? Yes. All right. I knew I loved it already. I was like, pizza. All right. But there's something else that really, really, really makes me happy. And that's the beach. Oh, I love the beach. I mean, I so love the beach. It is my happy place. It is so my happy place, and I, I praise God every time I get on an airplane full of women and head to the Dominican Republic. I do. I do, because, I mean, Allie, I love you. I do. But I absolutely love the fact that we ride by that beach. Now, we don't really put our toes in the sand a lot, but we ride by it a lot, and I just go, ooh, because I'm telling you, I can just hear the ocean. If they were to play ocean music right now, I'd probably pass out on stage. <laughs> I just love it. I just love, I love the ocean. But now here's something you may not know about me. I love some other things. And, 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 and along with the beach, along with pizza, and along with some of these other things, I love, it's kind of unique, but I love Hawaiian music. I do. I love... So, like, if you come to my house on a Saturday, and I'm cleaning, or I'm doing anything, you're liable to walk in and hear, and I clean house kind of like this. I just, it makes me happy. It just, Hawaiian music just makes me happy. And, and I've been to Hawaii um, a couple times. I was there for a summer, hung out with the family on the beach, and I heard it all the time. And so every time I hear it, I just do, 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 And I just feel like I could be a hula girl if I worked at it. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Um, but I'm going to stop working at it up here because I just remembered we're like live around the world. Um, so this is not a hula lesson if you've joined us live on the stream here. Uh, but man, it's just so, by the way, we're so glad you guys are out there. Thank you so much for joining. Um, and so it's just one of those exciting things, you know, where I just, what, what makes you happy? Now, some of you said, I don't know what you said. I know what some of my friends said. I know some of them said coffee makes me happy. Um, this makes me happy. That makes me happy. This other makes me happy. And we've got all kinds of things in our lives that make us happy. And you know what? I think Jesus gave us those things. I do. I believe that the Lord created things in our lives that just make us happy. We have people that make us happy, don't you? There's just some people you just get with them and you just smile. And then there's other people. No, no. No, no. No, no. 
They, they immediately, ha- people have an impact on us, don't they? But there's just some people, if you want to have a good time, you know who to call. Because they're, and some of them came with you on this trip. Because you're like, they just, they're just so much fun. We use this word, they're so much fun. They just have such a good time. I love being with them. I love. But here's what I want to talk about this weekend. I feel like so many times the devil is so happy to help us settle with being happy. He loves to give us buckets of happiness, knowing that the bucket has a hole in it every time. It has a hole in it every time. Because guess what? I could move to the beach tomorrow and live on it. And if you would like to give me a house there, please see me afterwards. (laughs) I could do it. But you know what? I get used to living there. And it would bring me that, maybe that wonderful happiness, but would it fix my problems? Would it solve my issues? No. I could eat pizza till I couldn't get in that door. (laughs) And you know what? It's a bucket with a hole in it. And it comes and it goes. And, and, And I don't believe there's anything wrong with enjoying those things. In fact, I think God gave us those things to enjoy. He gave us things to enjoy. And I'm so glad we have those things. But this weekend, I believe many of us have substituted those things in place of real joy, and we spend our lives chasing away to clog the hole in the bottom of the bucket. If I could just find something that would make me happy. If I could just find something that would last. And we have a whole world that is seeking something that will make them lastingly happy lasting and and the problem is that we live in a world of absolute brokenness from the garden till today we live in the midst of absolute brokenness pain heartache sorrow destruction on every hand and this is the world we live in And so when we look around us, we're like, how in the world could you even be happy in here? How in the world? And so we grab anything that can make us happy. We hang it on to it for dear life. And and we've resolved ourselves to believing that, well, you know, I'll be happy for a moment. So we we just have those Calgon take us away moments. We light a candle. Pumpkin spice may make you happy, okay? But pumpkin spice won't solve the brokenness of the world. And there's so many things. And you see, if we're not careful as believers, we get deceived and we get lured into the same trap as people who don't even know the real source of all joy. See, there's a difference between a woman who knows Jesus in a personal relationship and a woman who does not know Jesus in a personal relationship. And one of the greatest significant factors we're going to learn this weekend is that if you do not know Jesus in a personal relationship, you're spending your life chasing joy and you will never catch it. You will only grab happiness in fleeting moments. But if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you've got a relationship with him, guess what? 
you've been promised joy. And happiness can come and go, but you have sustainable joy. But, now you don't have to raise your hand, but if we get honest, how many of us are really experiencing that? How many of us can say, I'm experiencing that kind of relationship in my life where I feel the sustaining joy of God in my life throughout it all. And many women I talk to say, no, I'm not. I don't know what that looks like, Reba. I'm not sure what you're talking about exactly. I've had moments, and they begin to describe happiness. Moments when the world was going well, when everything was working, when the refrigerator ran perfectly. You know, when the kids were so good this, today. And my husband, he was so nice. Everybody at work was just, wow, this is just a good day. And if we're not careful, we can take those fleeting moments and be satisfied with that. And miss out on what God really has for us. And I don't want us to spend our life chasing joy. I want us to have what God has promised. Don't you think if God promised us joy, and he's promised to give it to us, that we ought to experience it? I do. I think so. So what does that look like then in our lives? And we want to talk about that this weekend. Now, first of all, I want to say, and I want you to turn to your Bibles, if you would, with me to Psalm chapter 42. Because I want us to understand that discouragement, depression, you can put a lot of words into this little sentence right here, uh, being down in the dumps, overwhelmed, all of those things, they're real. Okay? So what I am not saying to you is, if you just love on Jesus, he'll just love on you and you'll never have a problem. That is not what I'm saying. What I am not saying is, if you'll walk with Jesus in a personal way, you'll never cry a tear, you'll never have a sad moment in your life, everything will be hunky-dory forever. That is not what I'm saying. Because that's not what Jesus said. So discouragement, depression, Days when we're overwhelmed with life, those days are real. They're real. And they are part of the brokenness that you and I live in every day. They're part of the brokenness. They're a result of the brokenness that we live in. Because Adam and Eve brought sin into the world in a garden thousands and thousands of years ago. And as a result of that, not only did Adam and Eve break, but the world broke. And Romans tells us that the earth groans for the day that Jesus will fix it all. You think if the earth groans, how much more we should groan for the day that Jesus is going to fix it all. But until Jesus fixes it all, what do we do tomorrow? What do I do today? And so I think it's important for us to understand the realities of the world we live in but the amazing superiority of Jesus Christ over all of our realities. Jesus is better in every way. He trumps all brokenness. He does. And I know some of you are sitting there, well, 
I got some extenuating circumstances. I got a hard one. I might have one he cannot. Well, I don't want to say cannot because I'm not supposed to say that, but I don't think he's going to do this one. And we all have those moments in our lives. And sometimes those moments turn into years where we're just sunk down in it. Dave, I'm so glad that Scripture's honest with us, aren't you? I'm so glad it's not a book of fairy tales written by a bunch of crazy people. I am so glad that God said, look, I realize you've got to get through the brokenness. And we're going to look tonight at what Jesus gave us. But I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to just let a cat out of the bag early, okay? But I am so glad that God said there's a way through the word, the brokenness, and it's right here. I'll guide you through the brokenness. I will. I'll help you through it. And so I'm so glad that there's truths in here, and there's like real people who had real problems in here. This is not a highlight reel of everybody's greatest moments. If you haven't read it lately, you need to get back in it. Because these are tough moments in people's lives. And we see David in Psalm 42. He's the king of Israel. I mean, the guy's rich. He lives in a palace for heaven's sake. He's got a lot going on for him. But I want you to listen to David and I want you to listen to his heart cry in chapter 42. He starts off as the heart or the deer. Panteth after the water brook, so my soul panteth after thee, O God. David said, like a deer is dying of thirst and looking for a stream. That's how I feel right now. I am thirsty and I'm looking for God. And David says, I can't find him right now. My soul thirsteth for God, verse 2, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Have you just wondered when he's going to show up? Lord, when are you? this is how David felt. He was just honest. My tears have been my meat day and night. David says, I have cried all day and all night. And that's a lot for a guy to say. I mean, we'd get this if a chick wrote this. You know what I'm saying? But this is a guy speaking here, and he says, you know what? I've cried. He was a musician, though. You know what I'm saying? They're a little more sensitive. <laughs> he says, my tears, I've cried. I've cried day. I've cried night. While they continually say unto me, where is that guy? You ever have people in your life? It's like, I thought, I thought you believed in God or something. Where is he at? Why ain't he answering that for you? Why are you going through that thing? Verse 4, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone, I want you to look, he's looking back to what it used to be in a day previous. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with him to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. David said, there was a time I remember. We just praised the Lord all the way to the temple all the way to the tabernacle. We shouted, we praised, people played music. I remember being in that lineup. I remember praising the Lord. That's not today. David says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? (laughs) No, you wouldn't say it that way. But we would say, why am I so down in the dumps? 
Why am I struggling so? And why art thou disquieted in me? Why is everything inside going? Why? Now, if you're talking to yourself and you're asking questions, it's good that you throw truth in there. So listen to David throw a little truth in as he is writing a song about the difficulties he's experiencing right now. And listen to what he says. Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. David said, you know what? I just got a hope in God because you know what? I just need to praise him anyway. I need to praise him hope. You know what that word is, hope. It's what I haven't seen as yet. It's what I haven't experienced as yet, but I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming. I may not be experiencing it right now, but I believe it's there. I believe, I know David's saying, I know who God is. And so he says, hope in God. And he, and he says, I'm just going, I'm going to praise in this moment anyway. Oh, this is so good. He said, oh my God, verse six, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hills of Mizar? Now, I don't know where any of these wonderful places are that David must be remembering. But David's got these places, these moments in his life when he remembers being. He knows exactly where he was at. He knows exactly the moment he was there. And he knows God met with him there. And now he just is searching for God and he can't find God. And he's in despair right now. And he's like, Lord, where are you? My soul is rumbling inside and I am overwhelmed. And I just, people are saying, where's your God? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm trying to trust you, and I'm trying to praise you. And David says, oh, man, I just remember days when it wasn't like this. I remember days when it wasn't like this. Oh, so much we could say. But listen to what he says. Deep calleth unto deep. I'm going to tell you. Now, I want you to get what David is saying here. He's saying it in such a poetic way, and he's saying it in such a, a way that would, oh man, he's just a great writer. But he says, deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. You know what David said? Have you, have you ever seen a little kid at the beach? And, and they stand in the waves and they're like, Boom, and they get back up, Boom, and they get back up. Boom. And the waves just like, and they, they come up, you know, their mom, dad, grab them by the arm, pull them, and they're like, bam, 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 bam. that's what David says he feels like. David says, I feel like all the waves are just pounding me down. They're just pounding me down, and I can't find my way up. I remember getting caught in a riptide one time when I was, when I was diving, and I was going down and around and doing some snorkeling and looking down and around, and I just wasn't paying, I should have been paying better attention, and I wasn't, and there was a riptide. And suddenly I was in the middle of that riptide, and I was trying to fight my way out of it and up, and I was having trouble getting there. And in those moments, I'll tell you, none of your training comes into play. For the moment, you're like, air, 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 just air. Where's air? You know, and then I can get my brain calmed down and I'm relaxed, relaxed. Allow yourself to float to the top. Relax, relax, relax. Ah, air. But in a riptide, the harder you fight, the more you stay down. And David says, this is how I feel. The harder I fight, the more they come at me. The more they come at me. It's over, and it's over. Verse 8, yet the Lord, will command his loving kindness. I love this word, command. It's an order going forth from somebody that's in charge. 
And David says, God will command. Loving kindness, get down there. That's kind of the idea that David is writing. The Lord God will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night. Oh, don't you know nights are hard when you're struggling like this? You know, daytime kind of keeps you busy. But it's nighttime when you put your head on your pillow and you turn all the lights out. And it gets real quiet. Those are some of the hardest moments to get your mind to get in the right place. And David says, in the night, what happens? In the night, his song shall be with me. His song will be there. And listen to what else he says. And my prayer unto the God of my life. David said, his song will come to me and I'll pray to him because he's the God of my life. He cares about what's going on in our lives. He's concerned with our overwhelmed feelings and our discouragement and our despondency and our despair and our depression. He understands. He knows. And David understands this. So look next, verse 9. I will say unto God my rock. You think, ooh, this is going to be so good. Look at the next line. Why has thou forgotten me? <laughs> it's like, woo! You know, he's like, I'm going to pray all night. God's going to send me a song. I'm going to say to God my rock. Where in the world are you? But see, is that honest or what? It's where David's just being honest. Because you know what? Sometimes that's just where we are. We know what the truth is. But just because we know what it is doesn't mean we're living it. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.